0: Take one. Hi, this is Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for being with me today. I appreciate you taking your time. I call this one, Sometimes I Like to Sit Here in the Dark and Put Umbrellas in My Car. Now, if you think that doesn't make a lot of sense, you're right. Believe it or not, I recently overheard a snippet of conversation in which the speaker said exactly that. It's totally out of context here, I agree. However, it made no more sense or less sense when it was in context. But that's not the point. The point is, in the context of a real estate appraisal, we must make sense in reporting the results of our appraisals by avoiding internal incongruities or internal inconsistencies. Unfortunately, both practical experience and a totally non-scientific survey I conducted earlier have indicated to me that one of the major issues with real estate appraisal reports is the issue of internal inconsistency. An appraisal and an appraisal report are complex. Nobody debates that. It's clear to appraisers that both have too many moving parts. When you get this many moving parts, but merely one person charged with keeping them all together, all in in sync, it's probably a task simply too big for one person. Think of herding cats. And yet, this is the state of the appraisal art in 2019, especially if the appraiser is using a form to report the appraisal, for example, a 1004 form. And this is true especially if the appraiser is a one appraiser shop, which most are. So the purpose of this podcast is not so much to solve the problem of internal incongruity. It is rather to illustrate the problem and then let those illustrations function as a genesis for potential solutions to the problem. So let's consider some common internal incongruencies we can find in a whole lot of appraisal reports. Let's consider one-unit housing trends. Referencing the Fannie Mae Selling Guide makes it clear that Fannie assumes the appraiser will fill this part of the 1004 form vertically, not horizontally. The reason for this is that under standard economic theory, if property values are increasing, then supply and demand can't be in balance. The reason for this is that it is the imbalance of demand over supply that causes prices to increase. Further, if demand exceeds supply, then marketing time will be three months or less. Therefore, it's internally inconsistent or internally incongruent to represent to the client that property values are increasing, that demand and supply are in balance, and marketing times are under three months when, per that theory, this relationship is impossible. Now, we all understand that real estate markets never studied basic economics. Therefore, there may be some isolated instances in which it is market-oriented to fill out this part of the 1004 form horizontally. However, that's an anomaly the appraiser must carefully and patiently explain and then support that explanation with market data. Another one is the subject's condition what is it? Is it good? Is it average? Is it very good? What is it? As far as internal inconsistencies go, this is one appraisers can easily avoid. What happens is that on page one of the report in the improvement section, the appraiser will indicate, for example, the improvements even after depreciation are in quote good unquote condition, despite the fact that nobody has a clue what that means or any way to measure it. Nevertheless, later in the report, The sales comparison approach will show the comparable sales are in some other condition, such as average, yet there's no adjustment for these differences, nor is there an explanation as to the presence of this difference, as well as a total lack of adjustment for it. Not only is it important for the appraiser to indicate consistently the subject's condition, It's also important the appraiser explain the market evidence behind how and why the appraiser reached that conclusion. Another issue is clones. Many years ago, a bank hired me to review an appraisal and report. In that report was a statement to the effect that, of the three approaches to value, the sales comparison approach was the best way to appraise a single-family residence. Now, all other things being equal, that statement was and is correct for a residential property. But this particular appraisal, on a 1004 form no less, was of a 6,000 square foot metal warehouse on an industrially zoned site of over six acres in a fairly rural part of a generally rural state. This was a major internal inconsistency, because the appraiser cloned a residential report to appraise an industrial property. This is not merely a major internal inconsistency. This is a major internal inconsistency of biblical proportion. Such a grand canyon-like error showed the appraiser's lack of intimacy with USPAP and its facets. In other words, it screamed incompetency. Therefore, if there is a lesson to learn here, it's to avoid cloning. If there's a problem with a sheep clone, it can always be turned into lamb chops and new carpet. But when there's a problem with an appraisal clone, it gets turned into the state, a far less savory solution, as well as one seasoned with danger for the appraiser. Now, how about what's in the certification? You know, that's pre-printed. What does the appraiser have to do with that? Well, let's consider it. Standard one has six standard rules. They're the metric against which clients, state boards, etc. measure the credibility of an appraisal. Standard Rule 2-3 contains the certification as part of which the appraiser makes and then signs these two following affirmative statements. These are not aspirations on the appraiser's part. These are statements of fact the appraiser makes without intent to reserve or evade. Here's the first one. I certify that to the best of my knowledge and belief. The statements of fact contained in this report are true and correct. The second one is, quote, my analyses, opinions, and conclusions were developed, and this report has been prepared in conformity with USPAP, end quote. Given these two affirmative statements, the internal inconsistency is not that the appraiser somehow omits these statements from the certification, since that's not the case. Rather, the internal inconsistencies are that, number one, the appraiser makes those statements merely hoping they're true and correct, and two, in reality, the appraiser did not develop the report, etc., in conformity with USPAP because the appraiser doesn't know those statements are true and correct. Let me give you an example. Typically, the standard 1004 form contains anywhere from three to seven comparable sales. Maybe listings, maybe sales, but three to four, uh, three to seven comps. While neither use nor Fannie Mae defines a comparable sale or a comparable listing, there is a definition in the fourth edition of appraising real property. In the context of the subject site as if it were vacant on page 223, it states, Quote, vacant parcels can only be truly comparable to the subject site if they have similar highest and best uses. The sites of potentially comparable properties should have the same or a highly similar highest and best use as though vacant as the site of the subject property. If they do not, the sale properties are not comparable. Then on page 225 of that same source, it's clear that, quote, comparable properties should have the same or similar highest and best use as improved as does the subject. Given these statements, it's clear that a sale is not a comparable merely because it's a sale. It's not a comparable until the appraiser analyzes it to determine if that similarity exists. Because the appraiser must analyze any particular sale to determine this similarity, the results of that analysis must be in the work file. Therefore, To declare a sale as a comp, the appraiser is also declaring that he or she has done the analyses to support this conclusion and those supporting analyses are in the appraiser's work file. Therefore, the internal consistency is to certify the appraiser has engaged in these analyses when in reality the appraiser has not or hasn't done so to the uh, proper depth. Are there more examples of internal inconsistencies out there? Yeah, unfortunately there are, and we're not going to get into them at this point. In residential real estate appraisal, the issue of internal inconsistency is one of major concern. However, it appears to be a major concern of the mortgage lending industry rather than the residential real estate appraisal industry. That it's not an area of major concern to appraisers is what concerns me. Many appraisers succumb to the mindset that, quote, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, unquote. Now, I typically agree with this. However, it begs the question, nothing ever breaks, which we know is not true. It also presumes that, in the rare case something breaks, we have the ability to fix it. This is not the place to discuss if real estate appraisal is broken. The point is, however, whether it is or isn't, there are a whole bunch of folks out there determined to fix it anyway, and most of them are not even appraisers. Now, how can that possibly bode well for us? An appraisal report has a lot of moving parts. For good or ill, it's our job as the appraiser to keep them all straight, keep them all separate, keep them all in line, and make sure they all make sense. And sometimes that's as frustrating as trying to staple jello to a wall. Nevertheless, We've got to remember the competition facing us, especially the more computer-oriented of them. Those generally do not have a problem with internal inconsistency, which puts us at a disadvantage to the benefits that they offer. However, when that lender who wants to see us out of the business because we kill deals wants to know what that custom-built mansion on the hill is worth in foreclosure, then That lender will reject the AVM that got him or her in that foreclosure position in the first place, but will have to come to one of us for an opinion of value, not merely an indication of price. Therefore, let's capitalize on that demand for our services by number one, making sure the report we submit to the client has no internal inconsistencies, and number two, by charging that client a fee worthy of our services, our expertise and our problem solving capacities. Now, if you're worried about internal inconsistencies or other USPAP and state appraisal board issues, call me. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraisers Advocate. You can contact me at tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. I look forward to working with you. Your problems are solvable. We can overcome them together. Thanks, I appreciate you listening very much. My best to you and all of yours. We're clear.